everyone. And hello and welcome everyone to a very special installment of the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. Although wouldn't you agree, Matt, that every episode is special? Yeah, every episode is special in its own unique way. Ah, uh, it really is. There are many shows like the comic multiverse, but this one is mine. And Matt's, it's a 50-50 <laughs> thing. <laughs> but yes, everyone, if you couldn't tell, this is our New York Comic Con special, something that's become something of a tradition here on the comic multiverse. Uh, usually big news stories always drop, big new announcements are had mm -hmm. at the New York Comic Con. I'm glad to say I was lucky enough to attend one time, and every year after I keep saying I'm going to go back, and I haven't. <laughs> yeah, I, I would very much like to attend like like New York Comic Con. I think it would be really great. Start saving now. New York is expensive. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a friggin' pod hotel all lined up, but then I also got a speaking gig at London Comic Con, uh, London, Ontario. So, hey, come out and see me do that at the end of October. It's like, well, Joel, you only got enough money for two trips. What do you want? <laughs> and also Philly snuck up on me. I didn't think I'd be going to that. I thought I'd have enough money, but that's neither here nor there. It's uh, New York time. It's comic news time. It's also Canadian Thanksgiving time. That's where I've come from today. Awesome. Yeah, I'm all full of turkey and pumpkin pie. I really don't want to do this show. I'm so tired and so bloated. You got those meat sweats. I got the meat sweats. I got the itis, <laughs> but never say Joel never did anything for you, everyone. He just wants to sleep. The kitchen is a horrible mess, and I'm not going to clean that till tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> But again, you get a show now, everyone. So I guess the first piece of news here, I don't know if this is the biggest piece of news. I kind of just assembled these, you know, without rhyme or reason, but I figured it's something Matt would most definitely like to talk about. Uh, John Favreau's brand new Star Wars <coughs> show has been announced, the live action million dollar an episode one, and it's going to be about fucking Mandalorians, bro. Yeah, man, that's so cool. I kind of I kind of already knew it was going to be about that since there was like some like uh rumors going around that it would be about the mandalorians and everything and he has ties to the mandalorian voicing yes. pre-visitor and everything as we all um, know john favreau is himself actually a descendant of mandalore you didn't know that but he actually is one <laughs> he just doesn't voice them <laughs> but no, the, this seems like it's really cool it's set after like uh episode six in that like 30 year gap between six and seven so yeah it looks like it's gonna be really cool we got like a first picture as well of the main yeah. character uh looks really awesome looks very cowboy is what i liked about it yeah yeah and um even better is that we got like some of the directors that were yeah. gonna be and and it's like not they're not you know picking just like random tv no. directors they're picking like like taika watiti uh bryce dallas howard ron howard's daughter yeah the guy who did uh, dope i can never pronounce his yeah. last name rick fumiyawa the guy who was gonna do flash he, he's really good is what we're trying to get across yeah. he's really good but yeah just a killer's row of amazing talent to do this uh, star wars tv show and you know how i know it's good even the regular crybaby force when it comes to star wars who are louder and more vocal than ever these days they had nothing to say about this they're like "Ooh, mandalorians i like those Oh, I still saw some that were having have had a problem with people like, uh, you, you know, women or, or you know, someone like Tika with TD taking Star Wars, but, you right. know. H having a, having a moan, yeah, having a moan as they say. And yeah. Like, Matt said it better than I ever could. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's fine. You be over there and don't have fun. We'll be over here with our <laughs> Mandalorians having fun. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now here's a question I wonder if they're ever going to answer, and if it's a circle they're ever going to square from Clone Wars and kind of the last weird bit of G-canon George Lucas fuckery, and that is, oh, Jango Fett and Boba Fett aren't blood Mandalorians now? They're just some D-bags who stole their armor? They were basically like weeaboos for Mandalorian culture, and they appropriated the costume and everything? Yeah, they probably will. That's the thing, like, there's even, like... Like, I heard someone, and I don't think it's actually going to happen, but it would be actually really cool, whereas, like, the main character of this isn't a Mandalorian either, and, like, he's using the armor like how they did, how it has that sort of uh, attitude where, like, people, oh, he's a Mandalorian, don't mess right. with him, you know? It's kind of got that, like, that thing going for it, and he's using that to his advantage. Yeah, because I... So I think it would be pretty cool. Right, because I guess my head canon always was, and it hasn't been made official canon anywhere, but it's the idea where it's like, yeah, the Mandalorians were a proud, badass warrior race once upon a time, but then they had their great fall, but, you know, their weapons and technology and tactics have been reappropriated by other people who have become the next generation of Mandalorian bounty hunters. Again, that's never been made official, but maybe it will be here. Maybe, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, there's definitely a lot of different ways they could go with it. They've got, obviously, all the stuff built up from Clone Wars and Rebels yeah. uh, with, like, Death Watch and everything. And, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if, if Death Watch actually do come back in this in some way. It would be awesome if, uh, what is it, John Favreau's character... Well, you know John Favreau's character is going to be mentioned, but it wouldn't be funny <laughs> if he did the voice, like, in a hollow recording. It's just him talking. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> ah, John Favreau gets to get paid twice now. <laughs> and that wasn't the only Star Wars news, too. There was a ton of new, like, comic book news. Charles Soule's Darth Vader comic is coming to an end, but that's okay, because they're replacing it with another Darth Vader series. Yeah, I, I five issue uh, mini series called Shadow of Vader, which each each issue um, deals with someone who has been affected by Vader. So I think like one issue is like a rebel pilot, the other issue is like children of senator. One is the guy who who we see briefly in Empire Strikes Back, who's like running and he's got obviously like what's like an ice cream maker under his arm when he's escaping Bespin. <laughs> that guy for some reason. It's a whole um, story. Yeah, he does. He gets a whole goddamn comic story. Um, is there very excited more, for it. Is there anything more Star Wars than that? Hey, guy who stood in the background for a couple seconds, you get a whole. I know, story. right? And I, well, that's the thing. Like in the old expanded canon, he had a story like this huge story where it's like what he stole was like the Bespin computer core, and he was saving Lando's business and Something. all this sort of stuff. Yeah, let's, let's <laughs> see how much they keep and how much they don't. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it looks really cool. And also, Charles Soule isn't actually done with Star Wars yet. Oh, he did no. tease another project, but we don't know what it is. Of course, they got another Star Wars project. Explain this to me, Matt, because I've seen a lot of people talking about this, and I will admit I am not a big a Star Wars expert as you. What's the deal with Vader's Castle recently? I've had a bunch more people talking about Vader's Castle in the last little bit. Like, it's really important again for some reason. Yeah, no, that's the, the final arc uh, in Soul's book. It's called Fortress Vader, where, like, he builds the fortress we see on Mustafar. Like, he goes right. there and... Yeah, it's actually pretty cool because it... it uh, they haven't finished it yet because I think it's it finishes on issue 25. But, like, at the moment, they seek to imply that, like, a, an ancient Sith mask, like, possesses someone and, like, gives him, like, the schematics for this building that will, like, focus the Force and everything. So building up the importance of Vader's castle. 
Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I can like that. Uh, the other Star Wars news there, uh, Resistance had a big showing, and apparently there's a bunch of episodes that people got to see while they were there. I actually got to see the first three episodes, because no. they're out on the Disney thingy. That's right. I kept meaning to watch those two again. I can never tell where I'm like, okay, were these uh, were these leaks or were these official? But okay, you're telling me they're <laughs> official. There. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, apparently they're going to be like on the app or whatever you want to call it, uh, like a day before they actually air right. on Disney XD. That makes sense. Without, without yeah. giving too much away, what did you think of the first three episodes? Pretty good. It's definitely a show that will grow with its audience, like Rebels and Clone Wars. Is yeah. it, but it, I, I really liked what I saw. It, it was really cool. Some really cool ship designs, and yeah. and the char- characters are pretty cool as well. I like the color. Uh, I like the color palette, and I like, mm-hmm. as you said, the commitment to all new characters, all new scenarios. But also, here's Poe, and here's Phasma too, and also here's maybe us hinting the origins of the First Order for those who care. Yeah, well, not to spoil or anything, but so far in the in the episodes that I saw, Poe and like Phasma are only in one episode each. Right, and also and, and Leia's going to be in it at some point. Yeah, well, she was in the first episode like briefly, but yeah, the the mainstay is like BB-8, like as the right. little droid helper. Also, maybe don't fall in love with Leia's voice actress because she said some dumb shit on Twitter, and they might not be keeping her around. Oh God! <laughs> which which that got me. I'm like, really now? So you fire James Gunn on the spot for shit he said ten years ago that was dug up by cyber Nazis. Meanwhile, this lady says dumb shit today that would make Carrie Fisher roll over in her grave, and you don't fire her right away. Yeah, t- uh, Disney, Disney. Do we need to have a talk, Disney? <laughs> do I need to sit you down on the shame couch? Do you need to talk with the shame <laughs> wizard? <laughs> some people will get that shame wizard reference some people will not get the shame wizard reference <laughs> i was watching big mouth season two which i didn't think i would because i thought the first season was very uneven but they have a new character called the shame wizard who might be one of my favorite <laughs> characters in anything this year <laughs> you see the shame wizard is the enemy of the puberty monster he comes and makes you feel shame <laughs> we all have a little shame uh, wizard in us uh but uh hey you know what's something that's not shameful something that i thought was going to be shameful but was actually quite surprising uh this this actually kind of got launched before new york comic-con but it was clearly supposed to play there uh the harley quinn animated series trailer yeah yeah this has a lot going for it one it is painfully self-aware mm-hmm it even rips on Titans, which blows me away, where it's like, whoa, did they recut this to rip on Titans, or were they always going to rip on Titans? <laughs> rips on the overall... <laughs> I think they were always going to... Yeah. Rips on the overall dark aesthetic of the DC Universe in a funny way. Even takes some pretty well-deserved jabs at Marvel, where Harley says, oh, you know, am I just DC's Deadpool? Well, tell you what, my show's getting made, and his isn't. <laughs> and i'm like ouch that hurts because it's true <laughs> and also hey uh will Ar- or not will arnett but uh diedrich uh, baker or barber is back as a uh, batman from uh batman brave and the bold he's gonna be batman in this show too yeah that was pretty cool that's a nice bit of connection i'm like good i like that that kevin conroy is the official serious animated batman and diedrich can now be the official funny batman yeah, yeah. The the only thing like with the show is I hope it doesn't become 
like Deadpool, and it's just like, ah, it's just a female Deadpool. Yeah, wackety-schmackety-doo, breaking the fourth wall, look at us. Yeah, or, or like that um, god-awful Harley Quinn and Batman film. Oh, yeah, yeah, don't go there. We, we also yeah. got our official new voice actress as the voice of Harley. I thought she was okay. Again, I can never not hear Arlene <laughs> Sorkin, but I will say I'm glad they went with this new woman instead of just Tara Strong, who stopped trying like five movies ago. Yeah, this new one, she's the the uh, woman from uh, Big Bang Theory, isn't it? Is it? I know she was in one of the movies. I thought this was someone else. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure it was. I guess, I guess we'll figure that one out down the line. That's For the record, that's not to say I don't like Tara Strong. It's just when Tara Strong started voicing Harley Quinn, she tried really hard to sound like Arlene Sorkin, and every time she tried a little less and less hard. Yeah, it just kind of like fell off near the end there. <laughs> to the last one, it's just like, well, now now it's just Tara Strong talking. You're not even trying anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To which I'm sure she's like, God damn it, man. I got a hundred other shows I booked this week. Give me give me a fucking break. <laughs> a hundred here that I booked. But uh, yeah, it looks funny. Uh, another thing that kind of blew me away, she's in her traditional original Harley Quinn costume for this. Yeah, they're not going with the, the Suicide Squad edgy one. Which I was certain they would. This, yeah. this gives me thoughts and ideas and that is, wait, if she's... If she's going back to her original costume here, and they've bent over backwards to make all the Teen Titans-related books reflect the new Teen Titans show, is Harley gonna get her old costume back? Probably. I mean, Probably. I mean, if Batman and Superman can get their trunks back, why can't she have her suit back? Yeah, I imagine she would. I mean, it would make everything look as it should. Like, that's kind of the... That's really, when we stop and think about it, that might be the last big holdover from the New 52 era, am I right, as far as, like, looks go? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I guess that and Roy Harper's dumb trucker cap. Mm, yeah, but he's dead, so... He, he's dead yeah. now. He's dead, so it doesn't, it doesn't matter now, because <laughs> he's dead. Wally, too, which I like, apparently, at the New York Comic Con show, someone asked Dan DiDio point blank, uh, you know, why uh, why did you kill Wally? To which Dan DiDio's like, well, I was tired of taking crap off people for saying I hated Nightwing so much, so I, so I thought I'd kill Wally instead. <laughs> and they said the deaths are permanent, and everyone went, uh-huh, sure they are. Yeah, yeah that's, that's <laughs> why you have time-traveling booster gold being a part of it. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> also, apparently the solicitation for uh, the next big Flash annual coming next year basically says, and Barry finally tells Iris about Wally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she, she could tell him even though he's dead. Hey, he was here. Oh, but then he died. <laughs> Should have told you sooner. Oh, man, you know, for the fastest man alive, boy, am I slow. <laughs> this is never a good time for it. You know, baseball was good. Started playing World of Warcraft again. <laughs> just could never find the time, you know? Yeah, just league business, you know? Just league business. Oh, man, wish wish I could have told you. Now. Oh, see, now, see, now you seem mad that I didn't tell you that he's alive, but he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. That's that old West temper. Wally had that, too. Oh, and he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> but he's probably not dead. And, hey, speaking of Flash, this actually makes for a pretty solid uh, segue uh, the Flash Year One uh, brand new series, they had promised it a long time ago, but it's finally coming out in 2019. Yeah, and it's been written by uh, Joshua Williamson and with art by Howard Porter, so it's going to yeah. read really well and look really cool. It's surprising to see Williamson is going to be writing this Year One 
because he's also writing uh what is it the main book and usually yeah, they don't, yeah. you don't do both usually it's a radical reinvention when you do like the year one earth one yeah which makes me think like it's just going going to be like like an incontinuity sort of origin sort of things sort of lining up with what he's doing in his flash book and everything which is really cool because like he's like the flash guy now he really is and uh, clearly dc thinks that where it's like okay who's gonna do our flash year one hey give it to josh he seems to be the only one who knows and cares yeah jeff johns destroyed a desk when he heard that i wanted it god damn it (laughs) jeff you can't you can't have all of the things jeff you need to finish what's on your plate right now before you can write anything else no but i want that too when's three jokers coming out jeff i don't fucking know (laughs) <laughs> when are you gonna be finished doomsday club uh, oh, maybe okay. never <laughs> yeah maybe never just despite you <laughs> hey what about shazam oh i'm definitely finishing shazam i've been writing shazam this whole time <laughs> <laughs> that's what we did what about the jsa i got some ideas <laughs> it's got a big folder just jeff john's ideas <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like you said, either it's going to be super in continuity or he's really going to challenge himself to make it wildly different. Yeah, yeah. But the art looks really cool. We got yeah. like that picture of like Barry sitting atop a throne of like used shoes, which that's, I think is really cool. That's a cool <laughs> image because you figure if you're a super speedster and you're learning your powers for your first time, you're going to go through a lot of shoes <laughs> before you figure that out. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that one looks fun. I don't read a lot of the year one stuff because it feels like it takes forever for any of them to come out. Yeah, it really does. So it's like, well, why am I getting invested in this universe if it seems like, you know, it takes forever for any of these to get done? That being said, heard great stuff about the Batman. You've told me great stuff about the Supermans. I read, I think the one I read was actually Titans year one or Earth one. And that was the one people weren't crazy about. Yeah, people didn't really like that one, but it still got a volume two, didn't it? It did, yeah. Heard good things about the Green Lantern one. Yeah, that one was really cool. Yeah, again, I I look at them and I'm like, hmm, maybe one day. Maybe one day I'll pick this up, but not today. (laughs) Now, uh, lots of news about new weekly series here, Matt. Here's one I was not expecting, but maybe I should have. Avengers No Road Home will be the sequel series to Avengers No Surrender, and it's going to be weekly. Yeah, and I'm really excited for it because it appears Hercules is the main character. Fucking A, man. I'm all about that, especially because if you read No Surrender, likewise, it was all characters who never got any spotlight. It was the USA Avengers getting to wrap up. It was Living Lightning getting to be the coolest guy ever. Yeah, and uh, I I really miss Hercules. Like, Mm -hmm. for a while there, he was, like, really big, and, like, what they were doing with him was really cool. Uh, They gave him his own, like, mini and everything, and it was really cool. And uh, then he sort of just, like, disappeared. They they try every couple years to launch Hercules, and the last time they did it, who who wrote that last Hercules book you and I really liked? I cannot remember. It was a while. It was, like, before Secret Empire. Was it Jurgens or was it someone else? No, it was someone else. It was someone else, but it was really good. And the villain was Max Landis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> he fought the god of New Age technology who was literally just Max Landis. <laughs> Rainbow hair and everything. But yeah, totally on board for this. They've assembled pretty much the whole team who did Avengers No Surrender. So it's Jim Zub and everyone else we like. Basically, all the constant workhorses of Marvel Comics. Yeah, all the ones right in their big events at the moment, basically. Yeah, pretty much. It's nice to see those guys kind of get up there. I mean, obviously, you know, guys like Wade is a veteran. 
But, you know, guys like uh, Zub who are just really starting to make their name and, you know, really starting to make their bones. Uh, another cool thing about Zub, uh, Champions is uh, getting a brand new number one and they're basically turning it into Legion of Superheroes, but for Marvel. I did see that. I fell off Champions. I've been keeping an eye on it and like what they're doing in it. And it seems like it's is really cool at the moment with like Dungeons and Dragons yeah. sort of stuff and everything. But, I read that yeah, this, this week. Since they're sort of changing the team into, like, what you said, like, Legion of Superheroes, like, a larger team, I might actually start picking that up again. It basically already is. Like, you can start at Zub's number one and go from there, because he basically is like, all right, all the Wade stuff happened, but time to go in my own direction. And he's doing it really well. I I talked to him at Philly, and he basically said, you know, look, I didn't want this to be the kids' table team. I didn't want them to have junior threats. I wanted them to fight real threats. So I went to the Marvel editors with a list of villains I wanted to use who are all Mm -hmm. triple A villains. And they're like, okay, you can have this one, this one, and this one. And he's like, and then I built out the next year's worth of stories. That's that's pretty cool because that that really is something that like kind of detracted me from the Wade book where it's like, oh, they're they're fighting like like kid versions of like villains. Or, or weren't even fighting villains at all. They're like, ah, now we're fighting yeah. man in a suit. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'm like, in reality, man in a suit is probably more evil, but... Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that's that's what they're doing with that. Good, good on Zub. I know he was in a really rough place with Marvel Fresh Start, because it's like, okay, you're inheriting the book from Mark Wade. No, you don't get a Marvel Fresh Start number one to get new eyes on it. No, we're not going to promote it. You have to do it all <laughs> on your own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was kind of against the odds, and it seemed to work out for him. Yeah, yeah, he he buckled down, and I think that's become a hell of a book to read. And in fact, I'm not afraid to say it's the best Teen Titans book you can read right now. <laughs> Titans under glass sucks. <laughs> <coughs> it's really bad. <laughs> so you know, there's that at least. If you want the fun, you know, youthful, exuberant spirit of a Teen Titans book, it's out there somewhere. It's just at the other company. now uh here's a story that few people have actually been reporting in fact i think this one got buried under all the other news which i think is perfectly uh indicative of how uh the general public treats this character when he's not on television uh daredevil uh we reported a while back there that they're gonna have a new storyline will be charles souls's last daredevil storyline and it's starting soon it's called uh death of daredevil yeah, yeah. And you and I both said, there's no way they'll kill him off with his new TV show coming out soon. They're going to do something crazy with it. They're going to do something different. There's no way he would kill him. Well, he's going to die, and it will be the end of the Daredevil book, but it will be replaced with a new series called Man Without Fear. Yeah. Which fills me with thoughts where it's like, okay, so Daredevil is dying. Is this a metaphorical death? Will we be following Matt Murdock around? <clears throat> is he the man without fear or is someone else the man without fear? Yeah, yeah, no. Why are they going like all the way with it? Whereas like Daredevil dies and something new, some new persona gets born out of that. That too, because as we've seen, you know, he's been fighting with his evil quote unquote brother, Mike Murdock, who never actually existed, but Reader made him exist yeah that's that's a direction they could take with it maybe it's mike who dies because he doesn't seem to be going away maybe blind mm-hmm. spot comes back and he becomes a daredevil standard maybe frank mcgee does as we said before yeah yeah i think all of that would be really cool 
heck, if they want to get really crazy, and again, this segues into our next story, uh, Daredevil Season 3, we got a nice big trailer for that. We got them basically saying, yeah, we're going to give a give you a Bullseye's origin story. And it looks like the big inciting incident of Daredevil Season 3 is Bullseye dresses up and steals Daredevil's costume and goes around to kill people. So wouldn't it be crazy if we saw some synergy in the comics where Bullseye becomes Daredevil? <laughs> That I think that would be pretty cool. I don't know that if would be do pretty it. awesome. And even then, that no, would be I don't th- think they will. I don't think they would call that man without fear. They'd have to call that like the infamous daredevil or the sinister daredevil. Yeah, superior daredevil or something. Ooh, that'd be fun. But yeah, I, I wonder if we'll see these things connect. If there's a reason why they did this. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think that we will. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what did you think of the Daredevil season three trailer that we saw? And it's starting very Looks- soon. Looks damn great. It does look cool. At first, I was totally pissed at the idea that he was going back to, like, the black uh, track suit. And I'm like, no, <clears throat> you had a good suit. You had maybe the best one. Why are you doing that? Then it's like, oh, Bullseye stole the suit to frame it. I'm like, oh, oh, that's a good reason. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 there's a really good reason. I know people were saying, like, oh, maybe the suit got destroyed in, at the end of Defenders and... Yes, I uh, wait for another one to get made, but no, like, yeah, the, the bad guy steals the suit. And we actually kind of got two trailers because we got like, big, that big one. Then we got like a one that sort of introduced us to Agent Poindexter, who's yeah. going to be Bullseye, which was a really cool trailer as well. I'm shocked that they're actually going with the Poindexter version of Bullseye. I really did expect them to just make him Daredevil's Joker, where he shows up, has no name, has <laughs> no origin, which is basically how they play him in the comics. In fact, they imply in the comics several times that, yeah, Poindexter's on his birth certificate, but that's probably not even his real name well that could be the same situation here like we don't we we kind of only got like a little bit of like what uh agent poindexter is about and everything and it could be like like a misdirection or something it could be that they they seek to what i saw from the trailer is i'm like okay are they trying to make him like the literal dark mirror to daredevil that is hey i had a law and order job too like you i went outside the bounds of it but i didn't wear a costume for it but also i'm a little crazy and a little bit more murder happy than you yeah yeah i it's all really cool stuff and uh, it's going to be interesting to because they're going to obviously bring up the sort of same sort of beats they did with like punisher where it's like well you know matt sort of opened the door for yeah. people like the punisher to come in and like do what do what he does but like on a much more violent scale i never thought that these words would leave my mouth but here i'm gonna do it man i hope bullseye is as cool as bushmaster because <laughs> bushmaster was fucking awesome <laughs> He really was. He really was like, awesome. Like, I never thought where it's like, yo, man, what's what's the trinity of Marvel TV villains? Kingpin, the Purple Man, and Bushmaster are the three best <laughs> ones. <laughs> Bushmaster's so good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I think Bullseye's going to be pretty great. He looks pretty great in the, in the little footage we saw of it. They look to be dedicating a lot of the show to him and explaining what his deal is, unlike Davros, where they give almost <laughs> no time to him and his motivation changes every episode. Yeah, yeah. And also we got Kingpin back as well. And yeah, which that's yeah, always going to be good. Yeah, and I like that in that trailer we see him like like openly threatening uh matt and everything and 
all of that that's that's really cool vincent d'onofrio just owns that role so hard he is pure charisma yeah. there's a great scene there where uh what is it daredevil he clearly uh gets like locked in the prison waiting room and like those uh criminals jump him and everything <clears throat> and he has to fight yeah them. that's straight up from uh greg rucka's uh, devil in cell block d Oh, that's awesome. So clearly they did their fucking homework, and I'm like, all right, you're recreating one of the cool fights. Because, again, in that story, too, it was the same deal. Kingpin's like, look, so I'm going to set up situations for you where you either die or reveal yourself to be Daredevil. <laughs> so I'm going to have people attack you in public. I'm going to create these, like, really fucked up scenarios for you. I'm like, oh, is that the whole season? If so, I'm so fucking in. Yeah, yeah. I also really want to know, I'm like, how, how did Kingpin find out about uh, Bullseye? Did he have, like, an ad in Kiji, Super Assassin, <laughs> Seeks Mob, Kingpin, up for anything? <laughs> up, up for killing love interest, too. That's another thing they seek to imply. Hey, Karen, you better run. Have you read a comic? Because <laughs> Karen Page in the comic is maybe famous for two things, betraying Daredevil for drugs and getting killed by Bullseye. <laughs> And she hasn't betrayed him for drugs, so she's gonna be the other one. Yeah. She's like, oh no, no, I'll start doing drugs, I'll start doing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Although they do keep implying with Karen that she has a darker past. Maybe that will be a thing this season too. They'll reveal yeah. whatever her dark past was. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, so that's Daredevil news, everyone. So it's a good time to be a Daredevil fan. Here's hoping people actually pick up the goddamn book now. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully consistently one of the lowest viewed videos on my channel even though it's one of my favorite <laughs> to talk about and maybe one of the highest graded oh no that sucks eh, it happens it is what it is i think we all have one book that we do just because we like it yeah uh now uh talk about characters and books that we do because we like them but uh brian michael bendis has announced that he's doing a whole brand new line of comics in 2019 yeah, and and the cool thing is that like this line is in continuity. Yes, yes, that's that's definitely cool. It's it's funny though. I read this news, and all I could think to myself is, "Hey, hey, Brian, remember remember at your last job, it seemed like you took on way too much work at once, and mm. your writing started to suffer because you were being pulled in a hundred different directions." <laughs> Let, let's tally up like what what he's doing. So he's doing Superman. He's doing action comics. Mm -hmm. That's uh, he's got Pearl. Yep, which is now going to full series now. It's not a yep. mini-series. It's going to be here to stay. Yeah, he's got Scarlet. Yep, he's got Scarlet, so that's two. Or that's four. Uh, uh, he'll have these Wonder Comics, so he'll have the Young Justice. Mm -hmm. And he'll be overseeing the whole line, too, so that's like yeah. editorial duty, too, on top of all that. Yeah, so however many that is. Uh, does he have anything else? I'm sure he's working on many things, but yeah, that's like six <laughs> new things he's working on. Yeah, yeah Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, seems like a lot, doesn't it, Brian? <laughs> yeah, and it, I feel like it's going to it's gonna take a hit on these books very soon. Because it's like, look, man, you know, you're Superman. I've been reading them. I've been reading both of them. And I feel like they could both be better. And now that yeah. I know that you're getting pulled in like six other directions, I worry. Yeah, <laughs> but you know that being said, positivity where it is due. This new Wonder line of comics looks pretty fucking sick. There's going to be a brand new rebooted uh, Young Justice team just in time for the show. Yeah, but it's not the show's cast. No, it's a completely different cast. In fact, it's basically old uh, Teen Titans from when Brian Michael Bendis was reading. 
It's a better cast. It's it's fucking better is the messed up thing. This is Young Justice <laughs> is already shaping up to look like a better Titans book than the Titans book. <laughs> but yes, we have uh Tim Drake. Someone finally dug him up and he's gonna be back now. <laughs> yeah, he didn't end up going to college. He ended no. up coming back as, as Robin. <laughs> he he didn't go to college and he also didn't unravel the mysteries of Dr. Manhattan in the universe and any other important work he said he was off to do at the end of that series yeah well we don't we don't we don't know that yet that could be something that comes up in that book i i really hope it is but then again that implies that bendis actually read stuff and as we've seen with (laughs) superman and mr oz he didn't read fucking shit yeah that's true (laughs) i I want a good reason hey why did tim drake uh disappear ah well you see at the end of detective comics me and uh, uh me and spoiler uh, we went to like Five Guys Burgers and Fries, right? And I just started eating, and I never stopped, and I got really fat, so I had to work <laughs> off the weight, and now I'm back. <laughs> I was at fat camp. <laughs> That's what I want, just a really stupid reason as to why he was gone. <laughs> oh, man, I had to binge The Wire. I didn't get it the first time. I had to watch it like three more times all the way through to figure it out. <laughs> But yeah, so Young Justice with Tim Drake, who looks to be leading the charge as the Robin. Uh, Bart Allen, who is back in the scene now. We got Impulse. Uh, Again, I know so little about what's happening in the Flash books right now. Is Bart Allen a thing? Was he a thing? Is he a thing again? Yeah, Yeah, at the end of uh, Flash War, he came out of the time stream thingy that Wally was stuck in. Right, okay, so Bart Allen has been established, but he's just off doing whatever. Yeah, we haven't seen him since. And perhaps the biggest one for this team, making up the trinity of this team, Connor Kent the Superboy is back. Although he looks more yeah. like the Metropolis kid than he did when he left. Yeah, he's he's full-on Metropolis kid. He went, he went new wave in the time he was away. He got, <laughs> he, he got like a bit of a Macklemore fade going on. He's got the jacket and all the colors and everything. Which, to be fair, actually kind of is consistent with, like, the little bits we've seen of him, like, uh, in, like, Superman Reborn and, like, some of the posters we've seen in the back of, like, on, like, like John Kent's room and everything. This is true. And also, too, yeah. does a nice job differentiating him from John, God willing, if mm-hmm. John ever fucking comes back. Yeah, well, he is coming back. He's he's back in Superman very soon. Mm. There's, so, like, literally art of him with Superman and General Zod and everything. But there's no saying he might not come back and go away, or he'll come back in a form <laughs> we don't like. <laughs> Which, oh my god, if that was Bendis' plan all along, he's like, I don't care for this John fellow. I like Connor more. I'm gonna put John <laughs> over here, and we're gonna bring Connor back over here. See what I it did? It smiles Morales all over again. See what I, well, at least then, you know, Bendis wrote him for years, Peter Parker, and at least then he had <laughs> the common courtesy to fucking kill Peter and let him die as a hero before he invented Miles. <laughs> That's true. But yes, I see what you're saying, where it's like, I grow bored of this character you all enjoy. Bring me a new <laughs> character. Although in this case, bring me a new character is... Bring me an old character. <laughs> Bring me one that hasn't been seen in years. Yeah. Let, let me further split the fan base down the middle. The people who wanted <laughs> Connor back and the people who fell in love with John. Fight for the great Bendicism amusement. <laughs> mm, yes, your flame wars. They, mm, they fuel me. <laughs> 
but yeah, it, it's nice to have Young Justice back. Obviously, we're going to have a Wonder Girl on the team, too. We're going to have a bunch of different people on the team. They seek to imply that the great-great-granddaughter of Jonah Hex is going to be here, too. Yeah, she's there. She's front and center as well. To where it's like, Bendis, were you trying to get me, Bendis? <laughs> no, Joel. <laughs> yeah, okay. he was. Joel, it's okay. You can like this. There's a Jonah Hex connection. Ooh. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> I, I, I wonder, is she going to have a fucked up face or are they going to have a whole issue where she's like, oh, no, I've broken out into terrible acne only on this side? Well, in the art, she didn't have a fucked up face. Yet. Give it time. <laughs> yeah, someone will throw acid in her face or something. <laughs> oh, the Hex family curse. Why does this keep happening? <laughs> generation after generation. Damn you, great-grandpa on my face. <laughs> oh, I hope great-grandpa Hex comes to her as a ghost. Hey, I'm a ghost. <laughs> I'm your spirit guy. <laughs> That'd be fun. Uh, but there's not just that. Uh, Wonder Twins is getting rebooted too, which is hilarious because the line is called the Wonder Line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's pretty cool that they're getting rebooted. Again, that feels like Ben just just like flexing his muscles there. It's like, and I want to reboot and bring back the Wonder Twins. Uh, geez, Brian. I mean, I know you haven't worked here, but we've like spent the last. 30 to 50 years just brutally ripping on the wonder twins every chance we get not only that the time they brought them back like didn't they make them edgy yes they did or at least they made their like dog edgy oh boy did they yeah you you really want to do this now in 2018 you think people are ready for wonder twins yes the ben disbelieves they are okay it's it's your line and your funeral and you're gonna be writing them so okay i did like the artwork though the artwork is pretty slick they're their old costumes but they're like updated for modern times and they're doing the ring thing and the monkey is in the locker yeah yeah i mean like it should be a comedy it should be like a dopey high school comedy where it's like hey we're superheroes only we have kind of lame powers well the guy has lame powers the girl has good powers yeah yeah i think it's gonna be like that i think it's gonna be a like a comedy book basically it, it can it can only be a comedy and that's the other thing too bendis is funny when he's allowed mm. to be like yeah. Bendis had some really good jokes and stuff so maybe this is him like trying to flex his comedy muscle again maybe yeah uh, also, too, apparently Dial H for Hero is going to be involved in this, too, so they're dusting off the old Dial H for Hero again. And I'm very happy because Superman's going to be part of it. Yay! Again, maybe if you put Superman on a book, people might actually want to read it for longer than <laughs> not at all. And Bendis isn't writing that, so it's Superman written by someone else. Nice. So you, which which nowadays you got to clamor for. Mm. <laughs> also, too, I forget which one of these books my buddy David Walker's working on, but he's working on one of these, too, which, again, confirms the rumor that he was following nice. Bendis to DC, so there you go. Awesome. I like Walker being at DC because it's like, cool, now give him another property, please. <laughs> Let him show how good he is and, like, give him a property that's been slumbering. It's, it's my fingers crossed. I'm like, bring back static. Fucking bring back static and let Walker write it. <laughs> I know he wants to do it, and I want him to do it. <laughs> so everybody wins, and by everyone I mean these two people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But uh, hey, that wasn't the only Young Justice news either. If you're a Young Justice fan, your cup runneth over at this New York show because uh, Greg Wiseman also announced at the Young Justice panel you're going to be getting a digital prequel series to Young Justice Season 3 Outsiders. It's going to be on the DC Digital app and you can get it sometime in the future. Yeah, that's pretty cool. This is good integration. This is how it always should have been. Yeah, yeah. I hope this continues to be a thing. I hope that, God willing, if Young Justice gets many more seasons, that this gives them a reason to write more comics. Yeah, definitely. I think that would be very nice, and I'm definitely going to be checking this one out. Yeah, yeah. That, that seems like it's going to be really cool. I imagine it's going to be pretty integral to like watching the new season as well. Like, yeah. oh, that happened in the comic. The old Young Justice comics were interesting, too, because they were also written by Wiseman and Company, and they were also, they weren't so much integral to the show, but they did give you interesting background because they took place in between episodes. Mm-hmm. So, like, episode one of Young Justice, like, uh, Superboy Connor Kent shows up at Mount Justice, and then that's where the episode ends. But if you read the comic, you're like, oh, yeah, he also fought the Joker <laughs> when you did, when you weren't looking. Yeah. And it also explains why he hates monkeys, because, what is it, the Joker went after him with, like, laughing gas, poisoned monkeys, and that's why Connor hates them. Yeah. So that was, like, an ongoing joke there. But, yeah, totally, totally on board for that. Good, good for them. Good for Young Justice. Good for everyone, really. And also, hey, a digital exclusive for the DC app? This makes me want the DC app now. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing, like... Somehow I don't think we're going to be getting it because, like, as we found out, like, Titans is being, like, sold to, like, Netflix for, like, distribution. So, yeah, they don't really give a shit about anyone other but the U.S. No, 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 they do. I had that on my list, too. Uh, That Titans confirmed for season two. Season one hasn't even aired yet. And don't worry if you're in Canada and Australia, they sold them to Netflix so you can watch them there. And also, it's also coming out sooner than you think. Yeah, but the thing is as well, like... It's being sold to these Netflix. Does that mean, like, we're going to get them same day? Or are we going to have to wait, like, a month? Or? I don't know. I really don't know. This is uncharted territory. But, yeah, once once again, in the global scheme of things, Australia and Canada get fucked over on release dates. Yeah. Yeah, and I would I would gladly pay for that mm-hmm. streaming service, not just because, like, all the new stuff. Like, they have, like, really, like a really good back catalog yeah. of... Like, old TV shows as well. They have Static. They have all the seasons of Static finally collected in digital, in good resolution, so you don't have to pirate it anymore. Because that's a show, like, I'm not afraid to admit it, they never put it out anywhere good on DVD, so if I wanted to watch it, if I wanted to show people to uh, it, if I wanted to make videos about it, I was forced to pirate it. They were literally forcing people to become pirates just to try and trade tape and keep this show alive. Yeah, they've got the Superboy live action show, which nice. to get like to, to like buy, you had to buy like bootleg DVDs, which cost anywhere up to $90. So see, look, you're actually doing it better than the pirates now. And that's good. Thank you for putting all this shit together. Yeah, or I can see it. But uh, yeah, what else did we have going on here? Ooh, from the Thor books, the next big event for the Marvel Universe is going to be War of Realms in 2019, a story Oh, finally. I know, it's, uh, freaking Jason Aaron's only been writing this for, like, what, five, six years he's been building up to this? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's been building it up the entire time he's been on the book, and it's finally (coughs) going to be 
an event, and it looks like it's going to be running through the Thor book, potentially a Loki book if that ever comes out, or maybe that was scuttled, and Asgardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, Asgardians of the Galaxy makes sense since there's the kid Loki in there, and it all sort of ties back into it. But yeah, it really fucking finally it's finally happening <laughs> yeah how yeah how long he's been he's been like teasing it for like yep. years <laughs> been building up to it forever and every year i think okay this is the war of realms event this nope. is it this is it <laughs> he's had a million epic events before this and i have to wonder okay if you're finally working up to the war of realms is this it for you like are once you done yeah, this, this are you done is this his magnum opus? It, I mean, I think it already is his magnum opus. He'd have to fuck up pretty hard to make this not, like, the best Thor saga of the modern age, maybe of a couple ages. Yeah, that's true. Like, you'd have to go back quite a few decades to find the last time Thor, A, had such a good run, B, was so relevant. I actually, a fan asked me that, where they're like, is this the first time Thor has ever been so relevant in Marvel history? And I had to stop and think about it. I'm like, yeah, kinda. Yeah, pretty much. Like, what what happens in his book is important. It doesn't always spill over, but clearly the point of this story is that it is going to spill over. Yeah. I wonder if Avengers is going to get a tie-in, too, because obviously Aaron is writing that as well. I imagine. It has to. It makes sense, where it's like, the War of Realms is so big, the Avengers had to get involved, so let's tell y'all about it. Yeah. Uh, speaking for more interesting things uh, coming from Marvel, uh, fan favorite... And also favorite on the show, too, Tom Taylor is going to be writing a brand new Spider-Man book called The Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. They're bringing that imprint back. Yeah, that's just going to be so cool. I'm excited for it. Just just as Chip Zdarsky ended his run on Spectacular Spider-Man, well, here you go. We got another Spider-Man book for you. Yeah, and, and we know like Tom Taylor's really good at writing these type of characters as well. So I, I'm really excited to see what he's going to do with it. Same. I appreciate their marching orders for this one where it's like, look, we are not going to be saving the world in Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. There's not going to be any cosmic events. Literally, this is the day-to-day -day adventures of Peter Parker. This is him doing yeah. shit around his apartment. <laughs> yeah, which is what like I think we needed as well. We needed to be reminded that, yeah, he's a Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. He's, he's lost a lot of the neighborhood-ness uh, yeah. in the last yeah. couple generations, in the last couple decades. And, you know, I like Avengers-level Spider-Man and everything, and I like what Spencer is doing. But, yeah, Spider-Man's world needs to get smaller again. In fact, I think that last Spencer issue was the best one because it's yeah. just Spider-Man going to the villain bar and just having to pay his rent and shit. Well, that's the thing. Like, it wasn't even Spider-Man. It was just Peter Parker. There was no Spider-Man in the actual issue. It's true. He was just Peter Parker the whole time. But yeah, so sign sign me up for this one. This seems like a really good idea. Yeah. Uh, more new books from Marvel. This was a really Marvel-heavy show. It seemed like uh, DC had the big Bendis announcement of like four books, and that was their big splooging moment. Yeah, they didn't really announce much else. In general, I would say this New York Comic Con was smaller than the one we had last year, but it helps that no one was trying to launch a new imprint or a new universe or anything. Yeah. Everyone's kind of staying the course this time, but uh, yeah, this is one that was unexpected for me. The Canadian horror director writers extraordinaire, the Soka Sisters, are going to be penning a uh, brand new Black Widow book. 
That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I like the Soka sisters. Again, they're they're Canadian, which means they're m- maybe minor celebrities in America, but they're huge <laughs> celebrities here because Canada is smaller, <laughs> our entertainment industry. But yeah, I, I just like to see Canadians doing good, and they're really fun and really <laughs> funny in their own right. And they've, they've wet their beaks before in doing comics. They wrote a Night Nurse story for Secret Wars, uh, Secret Love, that book, and I think they wrote another one with Daniel Way. So this this isn't their first comic, but it's their first, like, big comic. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm all about that. Black Widow's one of those characters who it's always like, ah, I should read more about this character, but I never do. I read her last uh, sort of uh, one-shot ongoing sort of thing, miniseries she had. Mm. It was pretty good. Yeah. I think it was... James Robinson did that, yeah. I think. Yeah, possibly. Or is that the Scarlet Witch, Scarlet Witch one? I can't remember. Scarlet. I think Matthew Rosenberg did the last one that was like yeah, Hawkeye, yeah. Scarlet Witch, and Winter Soldier. No, that was Tales of Suspense. Oh, that was Tales of Suspense. Uh, Mark Wade did the one before where the first issue was all silent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of, yeah. Yeah, I heard Mark Wade. Yeah. Heard great stuff about that. That's the other thing. Black Widow is kind of like Daredevil in that regard. It's like she has lots of really good runs and really good stories. It's just no one ever talks about it. Yeah, which is a shame. It is a shame. Yeah, people people should broaden their minds, man. They should read comics outside <laughs> the main three, man. Uh, what else do we got here? Oh, so this, this one isn't entirely comic book related. It's a little comic book related, but I thought this bared repeating. Uh, obviously, uh, we all know who Telltale Games are. They make those really, uh, enjo- well, made, past tense now. Those really enjoyable, choose-your-own-adventure-style video games that come out episodically. They did The Walking Dead, they did Batman, Wolf Among Us, Guardians of the Galaxy, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. They went under recently. They went bankrupt, had to lay off their entire staff, and they didn't get paid benefits. It was really, mm-hmm. really ugly. Turns out they were great writers and great storytellers and great crafters of characters. Not great business people. Yeah, kind of shitty business people. Kind of shitty business people. Apparently, like, like only every other game they made actually made money. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, oh, man, the, when the president was talking about it, he, he blamed Let's Players, actually. He said, due to the cinematic nature of our game, some people didn't buy them. Some people just watched people do it. I'm like, oh, I'm guilty of that on some of these. <laughs> Both for doing Let's Plays and for watching Let's Plays on your games. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so the, the big thing was is that they're in the last season now of their Walking Dead game, the big Clementine saga, uh, the finale of that. And, uh, I mean, they they went under, like, halfway through episode two, and everyone's like, well, what the fuck's going to happen now with this? Will the story remain forever unfinished? No, because Skybound Entertainment, a.k.a. Robert Kirkman's company, Robert Kirkman, the writer of the Walking Dead game, they're stepping in to save it. Basically, the company that actually owns Telltale, <laughs> or did, or owns the li- owns the license. Yeah, the ones, for Walking Dead. Yeah, the ones that could always make games. That could always make games. The ones that would probably be likely to lose the most off the back of this because they're you know still mm-hmm. a company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're stepping in with their own money to finish it. Yeah, which is good because the story won't be unfinished. But it'll be sad, too, because it's like, oh, you guys are just protecting your investment on this one. It's not like the 25,000 people who got laid off are going to get benefits or anything. No, yeah, that's the thing. And, like, they all won't be, like, hired back to finish it or no. anything. It'll be, like, select people like the writers or, like, a, yeah. you know, game designer or something. It won't be everyone. A skeleton crew of only the people we need, which, man, 
That story gets even sadder now. The Walking Dead. The real Walking Dead was the company all along, apparently. Yeah, and it's even it's even like more fucked up because like apparently um like literally like a week before they went under they hired a bunch of new staff as well yeah. and they had to let them go the following week and they for they forced like a lot of crunch time on their staff too where it's like look you can't see your families you can't do anything we got to finish this game and like apparently we're hearing more and more stuff come out about how you know working conditions at Telltale weren't great. And just, mm-hmm. just lots of bad stuff for a company that I always held in high regard for trying to push narrative the way they did. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, they, as you said, they, they were good at all that, but they weren't good at, like, managing a business. No, no, they were not. Also, I guess this means no no Batman 3 either. No, no. Unless DC wants to step in and do something, which is kind of a shame because that last Batman game, The Enemy Within, was really fucking solid. Go. I played the first season. I didn't play the second one. Season two is way better. Season two blows season one out of the water. They do some shit with the Joker in season two that's really fucking amazing. Cool. The Joker tries to be your friend. I I did see some of that in season one. Yeah, like, but the, even more so in season two because it's like the Joker loves you and is like a fan of you, and whether you treat him good or treat him shitty decides what he becomes at the end of the game. Oh, wow, that's cool. Also, his relationship with Harley, because Harley is in it, their relationship is completely swapped. She is the one abusing him now. Oh, uh, that's pretty cool. That is... Well, it's, it's not cool, but, no. you know... <laughs> but it's a very interesting twist where it's like, yeah. oh, oh, your relationship is just as toxic and just as wrong and just as fucked yeah. up. Oh, but you've switched gender roles on it, and now we're seeing, yeah. you know, the one where the woman is the more toxic one and how she manipulates him and, like, uses his love against him. And I'm like, oh, wow, they're actually making me sympathize with the Joker here. <laughs> that's pretty cool. It is good. If, if it, You can probably get it for nothing now, but, yeah, I would say check it out. They actually take it into some pretty interesting directions. Cool. Uh, what was our last story here? Oh, here was a surprising little one. Um, Benjamin Percy, of course, a writer that I love from uh, Green Arrow and uh, that short-lived Nightwing run that he did, he wrote uh, a Wolverine audio play which was something they really tried to get starting there. The the Long Night, uh, the mm-hmm. dude who played Thorin in uh, the Hobbit movies, he voiced Logan. It was gonna be it was gonna be like old timey radio plays, Matt. Yep, yep. Uh, didn't get good reviews for the people who even knew it existed. No, no. It's a smart idea. I mean, like people people like audio plays, people like superheroes. I wish it had gotten more popular. Basically what they're doing now is they took the scripts for it and they're turning it into a comic. Yeah, which realistically it probably should have been that to begin with. Yeah, that's the thing and everyone's that was my thing when I read this news. I'm like, "Oh, so it becomes the thing that it was always meant to be." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it becomes a comic. All right, I'm cool with that. Yeah, more Wolverine, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a good year for Wolverine. Yes, in fact, it's a good year for X-Men in general. That was the other big thing Marvel had. They're like, and here's a hundred new X-Men announcements. <laughs> you're getting X-Force, and you're getting uh, another thing with Nate Gray in the future, Age of X-Men, and here's some more X-Force, and here's the uncanny X-Men and everything. And it's just like, God damn, you guys fucking love your X-Men now that you have them back. 
<laughs> well, it's I, I, it's like the switch, like how we were saying, like the other week, how like we're glad like Avengers is now back to like one book with like the West Coast Avengers being like that one separate one that you can read if you want, but you don't yeah. need to. Whereas like now it's X Men, it's like you have to read all of these books if you want to fight, get like the whole story. And there's like sixteen of them or something. Yeah, that's my thing. It's like, hey, hey, guys, I was happy and excited that X Men was getting back on track. But also, I don't like that you expect me to read all of them now. Yeah, yeah. My, my love is fickle and everything. And I'm like, guys, are you, are you just going to keep coming up with new X-Men books now? Yes. <laughs> yep. It's the fucking yeah. 90s all over again. We got pitches for Excalibur, Ecstatic. <laughs> yeah, with everything. It's never going to stop, man. Because apparently, uh, what is it? Akira Yoshida, I mean, uh, C.B. Sigluski lo- loves the X-Men very much. Well, he loves them now. Now that Marvel Studios and like they've got the rights back for like them from Fox. <laughs> yeah. uh, apparently, there was a big thing there at the uh, at the actual show uh, at the Make Mine Marvel panel or whatever. When they took questions from the audience, and one guy, being a total dick, was like, uh, "Yes, do you think the reason uh, that your company is losing money is because of forced diversity?" To which everyone on the panel quickly said, uh, "No, no, and shut the hell up." Although I thought it was so funny. To hear a guy like Stevie Sigalewski with his background as a Kira Yoshida getting so defensive about forced diversity. <laughs> forced diversity? Well, I know I wouldn't. That's like getting a white guy to pretend to be Japanese to write samurai comics. What kind of company would ever do that? Yeah, who would? I'd never do anything like that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, shut up and sit down. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, thank God I wasn't in the room for that. That would be uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I need some air. I need some air real bad. But yeah, everyone, that's basically the news for this week. And yeah, we talked for almost a whole hour just on New York stuff. I guess we're not quite at time yet. For for everyone who is expecting a Venom spoiler cast, I apologize. It was Canadian Thanksgiving for me, so I couldn't get away and see it. And Matt didn't want to see it. And I also Yeah, didn't I'm not apologizing. I'm not apologizing. I, I, could, I could make up an excuse, but... I'm not going to make it an excuse to go see fucking Venom. <laughs> I'm not going to see it opening weekend. Although apparently the box office was very good for Thursday. It'll it'll drop. That's it'll drop. that's what I'm waiting for. I'm like, how bad is this drop going to be? Obviously, you got all the cinema sadists who are like, oh fuck, I gotta go see this shit. Yeah, yeah, and all the people like like who don't know about how bad it is seeing it and then going in and telling everyone else, that's oh, pretty awful. Yeah, Joe and Jane Popcorn was like, oh, a new superhero movie on the big picture shows. <laughs> I'm gonna go see that. Only to be like, oh, no, it's a black goo monster. <laughs> it's not at all what I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, maybe I'll see it next week if I can make time for it. I'm sure there'll be matinees for it. Yeah. If people are really interested in it, although, I mean, I think everyone's pretty much dogpiled on Venom enough already. Do do I need to add my voice to the sea of thousands? They've dogpiled on it so much, it's it's, it's cool, quote-unquote, now to, to like it. That's the thing. We are in what is what I like to call the backlash zone, where something goes so far one way, it can only rebound and go the other. And you're absolutely right. I'm seeing people now being like, oh, it's cool to like Venom now. Yeah. This movie that was thrown together in three months. Yeah. <laughs> for basically no good reason. <laughs> yeah, no. Although as Matt and I were talking before the show started, there's actually a good chance now that it might actually make more than Justice League. Yeah, which which I said is not, not too hard to do. But at least they didn't spend $300 million on <coughs> that shows. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they weren't betting the farm on Venom. If Venom did bad, we were still going to be getting the Morbius movie. Oh, God. <laughs> In this shared dark universe. And what a dark universe what? it is. Yeah, Morbius with goddamn Jared Leto. Yeah. What crazy stunts is he gonna pull on this set? What do you think? Oh, he's gonna send. He actually, he actually ate people. He's just—he's gonna start biting people on the set, even though they said yeah. no. He's gonna fill little syringes full of blood and just start spraying it at people. Yeah, yeah. Jared, that's not cool. He's gonna tattoo vampire across his head. Yeah, he's gonna start sleeping in the coffin. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, Jared, what does the vampire tattoo written across your head represent? I'm deep. <laughs> I'm damaged. Oh, I hope he does that. I hope he goes full count chocula for it. <laughs> yeah, with an accent. Well, maybe that'll be like the, the signature of this universe. You know, we've got you know Tom Hardy doing a fucking awful accent as, as Eddie Brock. Now we have Mobius doing an awful accent. <laughs> he, he sounds like Bugs Bunny who was kicked in the head. <laughs> I feel, By a horse. I feel bad for Tom Hardy. He is a good actor, but man... There should be something in his contract that says Tom Hardy is never allowed to try and do an accent. No, or, or like a voice that's not his voice. Yeah, really. Like he, he can do an American accent. I know he could do that. Yeah. But and a British accent, of course. But like, yeah, if he tries to do something that's like I'm gonna do like like a New Yorker accent or like whatever the fuck Bane was. <laughs> oh, I'm the king of the gypsies, apparently. That's what he said. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't believe you. How many travelers have you met, Tom Hardy? <laughs> oh, time to go mobile. <laughs> I like that that's the legacy of that movie all these years later, us just ripping on how silly Bane sounded. It's so silly. It really is. I was born in the dark. Okay, now you just sound like Sean Connery. Oh, just a little slap. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Did you see they they're putting Bane in the the last season of Gotham now? Are they really? What does he look like? Yeah, uh, they haven't announced that they they cast him uh, some guy called Shane West, mm. uh, who doesn't look like what Bane would actually look like because, of course, you know. And you don't sound Hispanic. People forget that Bane's supposed to be at least <laughs> half Hispanic. Yeah, I don't think that they'll be doing that. <laughs> no, of course. Isn't it like the last season of Gotham is going to jump ahead 10 years so they can finally show you Batman in the last well, season? I, I saw the trailer for it, and, like, so so the show is... I don't think the, the, the whole show... I think it might be the last episode that jumps 10, 10 years ahead like they did with Smallville. But I think, like, what they're doing is, like, they're doing, um... Ah, uh, was it? What's that story? No Man's Land. Oh, shit. They, like, the trailer, like, implies, like, they've cut, like, Gotham off from, like, the, the mainland. All the bridges have blown out. Oh, and no one's decided to, like, try and rebuild the bridges or, like, get into the city. And they've, like, walled it off. And, like, <laughs> super, super mutants. And those neon, that neon-painted gang oh, from Batman I and Robin. Saw, and... I saw, okay, you know, Gotham, you're stupid, but sometimes you're awesome. Thank you for remembering the neon skeleton gang. <laughs> <laughs> and just like all this like crazy shit that's like why 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 do you do this gotham also why did you run as long as you did who was watching yeah, I, I know yeah who the fuck is watching this show <laughs> people who are too lazy to change the channel maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, was the show a lead-in for something more popular that i didn't know is like a lead into american idol or some shit <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> i don't know i don't watch cable <laughs> 
I, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this last episode uh, last season oh, just just because like like the the trailer is like I'm like okay this is just it's just gotten off the rails like what the fuck is this show even doing? I think the show went off the rails a long time ago. I think the people who do like it do like it because it's so fucking ridiculous. Like again, I watched some yeah. clips on YouTube where it's like oh and Joker Kid came back but he was like Scott Snyder face cut off Joker, but then he had another yeah. brother who was more like uh, Jack Nicholson <coughs> Joker, and he got the Joker juice in him, and then he was going to bomb the city with his Joker yeah. gang. And like, it's literally Garvey Bullock and Gordon threatening to shoot a child <laughs> in face. I know, yeah. That's the, that's, the, that's the thing, like, they're all effectively kids like yes like all, all like the main characters are effectively kids apart from like gordon and bullock and I'm like what the fuck like why why are they doing this what what is that why is bruce wayne like in so involved in all of this <laughs> he shouldn't be maybe the problem matt is we took it too seriously maybe we should have just watched it as a comedy from episode one <laughs> that, that's what they're saying like the retrospective when the show uh, finishes up oh we always intended it to be a comedy oh it was a <laughs> brilliant comedy again like uh like adam west batman so like oh yeah that was a comedy we were totally doing uh <laughs> doing an updated version of adam west batman <laughs> yeah yeah it works it works yeah we we did really well <laughs> it, was, it was a dark comedy like the room <laughs> it was just like that now uh normally in the space between news and before what we read this week or what spoiler cast we're going to be doing i've in, i've started trying to you know do little ad spots here talk about different groups that uh, the comic multiverse has partnered with <clears throat> uh that gets complicated this week you want to hear this story matt yeah go for it so i worked out a deal worked past tense with a with an app called snups you people may have seen me upload a little video talking about snups then quickly editing it out that's yeah. uh that's because we couldn't reach an agreement and they owed me some <laughs> money they didn't pay me <laughs> oh no and joel didn't like that and we had words and i'm not proud of what they said i'm not proud of what i said but i'm like you know what i'm editing this out i'm deleting the app off my phone because it was one of those deals where they made you download the app to talk about it which i hate anyway but i needed the money yeah so. <laughs> So, hey, if you downloaded Snups and joined my fan group on that, then realized it disappeared, uh, that's why. Because <laughs> the deal fell through, that's why. Oh, no. Yeah. So, so Snups uh, isn't getting the ad spot this week. Then I'm like, oh, well, I'll talk about our friends at BetterHelp, because, you know, lots of people have been checking them out. I feel it's a really good positive cause, you know, get a little mental health uh, advice, you know, at a reasonable price and, you know, on the go to fit any busy schedule. Yeah, Polygon had a big article this week about apparently Keemstar and Phil DeFranco and a bunch of other big YouTubers have come out against the group now. Oh, okay. Yeah, so apparently there was a big shitstorm there. I'm not fully severing ties with them. I'll be fully transparent with that. The My reading of the article is that a couple people had some bad experiences with it, and that's going to happen when you're dealing with mental health. It's not, it's not, well, it's not a one-way street, you know, you gotta work with people, it's a thing, some people didn't like it, <coughs> the president of the company came out and said, you know, we're still committed to helping people, yada, 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 maybe we'll update our terms of service, 
to make it more, uh, what is it, to make it more viable and to make it more transparent in their own right. So that's not to say I won't be talking about them again in a couple months, but just for me and my own self-respect, maybe they shouldn't get it this week either until that shit dies uh, down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> until they work shit out on their end. So uh, no ad spot this week, but uh, I will take this moment to tell you about the Comic Multiverse Cape Joel Patreon. This show was brought to you by amazing fans like you all out there who give you who give me and Matt uh, your hard-earned dollars every month to make this show possible, and we appreciate you for it. We do. We really do. You're you're better than any ad spot or any sponsors. <laughs> Tell you that right now. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, if you guys ever wanted a little bit of an insight into what it's like running a YouTube channel and the gauntlets you sometimes have to run and everything, that's one. Yeah, and that, and that's if that you get past like the 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 like literally hundreds of, and I get sent them as well of like, hey, we saw your channel link to like biggest viewed video you know we want to partner with you and it's just like a scam or something oh yeah it's like well okay so it says here you're from darkest romania <laughs> hmm. I, I also don't understand what your product is and you're also asking me for my uh, mother's maiden name and my social insurance information yeah, yeah well, why, why did, did you, you want, want a picture, picture of my of my um my credit card i don't know why they wanted a picture of that yeah, I, I don't think i should trust you <laughs> i think i'll move along here but uh yeah now, <clears throat> as i mentioned before when this whole conversation started if you wanted a venom thing we're not going to do it but i figure i'm far enough in the game now just to take us for like the next <clears throat> 20 minutes or so hey let's talk about that spider-man ps4 game Hell yeah, it's a goddamn good game. Right up there with God of War and probably Red Dead Redemption for game of the year so far. Definitely some of the best boss battles of the year. Oh god, yeah. Definitely. Like, even just from the first one where it's like, hey, fight Shocker in the bank. I'm like, yo, this is some Spider-Man-ass Spider-Man shit. It is. That was so cool. Like, like I, I took a little bit to get there because I just c couldn't help myself but explore the city. But, um... Same. Yeah, like the the boss fights, they're all so unique. They weren't just like sort of the same thing where it's like like web up the enemy, mm. gotta attack him, and then wait for the button prompts. Like it wasn't that at all for each of the villains. Each of them had like a unique gimmick. sort of uh, gimmick. Yeah, yeah. Like a, I are you at the scorpion yet? Pardon, uh yes, or I will be soon. I won't tell you. I won't tell you what his fight's like. Again, I, I have seen some stuff where that looked great. There's a whole fight with Tombstone that you might not even get if you don't do the side yeah. quest. I love that there's like a whole just Tombstone related side quest. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it, how it's like also it's it's part of the main plot, but then they're like, oh, you can follow this on in the side quest if you like. Also, Tombstone's a biker in this one, which is funny because in every other universe, he's like a Harlem-based gangster. So I think it's funny here that they turned him into a biker. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of makes sense, though. Yeah. Again, he can feel no pain. So if he fell off a bike, it wouldn't hurt him. Yeah. Also, too, to think that Spidey in that fight is almost like <coughs> trying to talk some sense into Lonnie, where it's like he feels bad for him for being born different and being like an albino and feeling no yeah. pain. And he's like, no, I'd like to come here one time and see you doing good, Lon. He's like, yeah, I'll do good as soon as it starts paying. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the cool thing about this Spidey. Like, he, he tries to, to, like, get through to his villains before... Yeah. While while trying to fight them and everything, some really good. Which is like a big big thing with like the main villain of the game. Oh yeah, which I won't spoil. Yeah, but although I think people will figure it out. I it's funny. Uh, there's some really great reinventions here. Tombstone, as we mentioned before, uh, 
MJ works for the paper, which is hilarious, because in the comic, she's had literally every job under the sun except for working for the paper. And um, yeah, I, I actually prefer like like journalist Mary Jane, like who's like a like yeah a journalist, a photographer, mm. bit of everything for the Daily Bugle. You, you could argue they make her into Spidey's Lois Lane in this one, but hey, when it works, it works. It and works, it, and it facilitates some good stealth missions where you get to play as her. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's what I really liked. How it wasn't all Spider Man. You got to play as Mary Jane and also Miles in a couple of little parts i think that's what this game nails that no superhero game really has managed to do and that is the secret identity part the double life part and also the fact that a comic book is bigger than just the main hero you fuck around sometimes just as peter parker you fuck around as peter parker's friends and it's like yeah that's what reading a spider-man comic is like yeah and uh, yeah as you said that the superhero games haven't really got that like you're always the hero you're always like in the arkham games you're always batman except yep. for that one little part in arkham city where you're like bruce wayne right at the beginning. um yeah but like yeah that's something like they they probably need to do from now on where they're like oh yeah well, well when we're playing as the actual secret identity we can play with all these other heroes and people characters and everything it's really cool because the time you spend as peter parker makes the stuff you do as spider-man more important and vice versa they play off each other like in a good spider-man comic story yeah yeah they have that too Uh, another thing that reigns true in this game as it does anywhere else man peter parker can't have a positive male role model in his life can he <laughs> no. They either die or like become a villain. <laughs> every every older man who is nice to Spider-Man ever. <laughs> I'm fucking evil. <laughs> so, so many good like little, like usually like usually I hate fetch quests in video games, but here they made them all really good and worth it like the backpacks that give you little audio logs that fill in the blanks of the universe to the uh, landmarks where you actually get to see cool-ass landmarks from the comics and from the real New York. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, the, the backpacks, there's also, like, a little later on in the game, you unlock, like, a, like, a skill that lets you see, like, secret photo opportunities in the city, which gives you even more, like, comic book references, as well as, like, more, like, famous places in New York that only New Yorkers would know. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, but, yeah, just, like, doing like these what like they're not fetch quests but they are but they're really rewarding (laughs) they are they actually make you want to do them uh another thing uh it's it's funny you know spider-man in this game doesn't hit nearly as hard as batman does in the batman games and at first that bugged me but then i started unlocking more web gadgets and that made it more interesting i'm like okay they want you to use gadgets spider-man uses more gadgets to fight than batman does in the batman oh yeah yeah, and it kind of makes sense as well because he's not—he's not as trained as Batman. Like, like yeah, he can fight and everything, but yeah, he kind of relies on like his web bombs and stuff like that a little bit more than Batman relies on his batarangs. And because you know, Spider-Man is smart and he's an inventor and a scientist and everything. It's like, oh, here's some cool shit yeah. built. Yeah. And I like it starts with just, oh, here's some impact webs, and then you got like web landmines and web <clears throat> bombs and electricity webs. Yeah, yeah. I, I love using all of them. They're all so cool. They really are. Then you got all your costumes, and every costume comes with a new power. Yeah, that that's what I really like. And the cool thing is, as well, you can make, like, a custom suit where you, you can, like, pick which suit you want and then, like, customize all the powers for it. So, like, use, like, the 2099 suit in, like, the, the homecoming suit or something. 
Uh, what was your favorite costume? I uh, I was actually shocked at how well rendered the uh, Scarlet Spider costume was. That oh that was really looked really good. All the details on it and everything. I liked the was it the Mark Four armor the uh, the 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 armored one with like the green spider on the mm. underlit spider. The one he had in I think like all new all different Spider Man. That's a really good one. I liked the uh, modern Dan Slot one with like the green outlining and everything, which always yeah, looks that silly in the yeah. comics, but looks amazing in the game because they give it yeah. like, shiny armor sheen. Yeah. Like, why did this never look as good in the comic? Yeah, yeah, the homecoming one looks really cool. That's a really nice one. That's really <clears throat> e- e- even like just the standard Spider-Man costume for the game is good. Like the one you start with in the tutorial. Yeah, the basic st- uh, basic one, yeah. Then there's the original Insomniac one with the big white spider. It's funny, I uh, I listened to an interview with like the lead artist on the game, and she was saying, you know, I actually put a lot of time and effort into that costume, and my idea is is that the blue on the costume is like the stretchy, breathable stuff that an athlete would wear. The white stuff is the hardened Kevlar that, you know, if someone was shooting at him, that would hopefully absorb it and all of his like squishy parts. Mm-hmm. And that the red is like a little bit more armor to like absorb a punch. And I'm like, oh, you actually did put a lot of thought and effort into this. Yeah. And it's interesting as well because like that costume comes from Otto. Like he invents that costume. Yeah. Which is a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's just a lot of really good stuff. A lot of great world building. And they don't blow their wad right away, which I also appreciate. They're like, look, we're not going to put too many references to Eddie Brock or Venom or the black costume or anything like that. We've got time for that yeah well they do actually like like they do tease venom near the end of the uh the game uh is it in the after credits or just before the credits but yeah you, you'll see you'll see it you'll yeah. see it and it's a very interesting way they do it as well i'm like 70 percent done right now i, I will <clears> say here's a cool thing you're playing along the game you're doing the mr negative stuff then <coughs> finishes up you hit what is undeniably what you would think would be a finale and then the game keeps mm. going yeah, it's like, oh, no, no, we're not done yet. Because <laughs> I was getting to the point, I'm like, but where's the stuff from E3 with the big raft breakout? If the- yeah, oh, yeah. there it is. I, I was actually surprised at, like, how late in the game that was. Because I was thinking, oh, maybe this is going to be, like, the thing that starts the game up and all these criminals get loose in the Same. city and the game is going to be you rounding fighting up. each one of them and, and rounding them up. But, yeah, that that's, like, w- like, one of the last things in the game. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, halfway through the third act. Yeah. Like, you hit a point where it's like, well, I guess that's the finale. Nope, guess not. Ah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, just uh, all in all, really, really solid game. It is. It's a a really solid game. It's got a lot of replayability as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it helps as well. They're also releasing, like, I think DLC in, like, the next week or two. Yeah, you get a Black Cat one. And, like, proper proper DLC as well. Yeah, I like the Black Cat one. It's like, there's there's leading quests to it as well that you can play through in this one. And then it's like, it's like, oh, there's going to be more from that coming in DLC. Yeah, I really appreciated that one. Ooh, ooh, roaming boss fights too with a secret boss that we won't spoil for those who haven't played it. But I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit, you can actually just fight this guy. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, just just all in all, just a good time from start to finish. They have clear, they are clear and present like rollout of new content that I will be excited to play. Yeah, I, I, very. It sits, sits the bar very high for future superhero games, and I'm not afraid to say it. It's better than the Arkham games. I mean, the Arkham. I mean, Arkham One and Two were so strong, but then they kind of fizzled out to the point where it's like, ooh, you arguably have more bad games than good games now. Mm-hmm. 
which is sad. Yeah, they kind of went a bit too far with it. They went, they went a little nuts there. They went a little too Batmobile. Yeah. <laughs> Although that being said, for future Spider-Man installments, they wanted to put the Spider-Mobile in there. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Look, Spider-Man, what we really want you to do is drive a car. <laughs> Why? Uh, no reason. <laughs> Can we talk to you about how fun Jameson is in this? They basically make him a Rush Limbaugh, Alex Jones radio voice in your ear talking about how shitty you are. Oh, uh, he was so great. And you, so never, great. and you never actually meet him in person, which I thought was another no. way of them showing a lot of restraint. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, this this isn't like a like an origin for Spider-Man. No. This is like a Spider-Man who's been Spider-Man for like eight years. And and they like make reference to like when he used to work at the Bugle under, under Jameson and how Jameson left, then Peter left and all this like really cool stuff. So, and that that's what I think the game needed because you get all these superhero games that always... Like an origin game. They always feel they have to go that way, yeah. Yeah, whereas this one just drops you in the middle of it. It's like, yeah, it's Spider-Man. You know who Spider-Man is. What I liked about Jameson's characterization is that it would be really easy to make him just a jerk-ass to laugh at and everything. And indeed, he is funny, and you do get to laugh at him. But they weave in actual character stuff to where it's like, yeah, he hates Spider-Man, but only because he loves law and order and justice, and he actually does believe what he's saying, and he does want what's best for the city. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's really great. I hope we get to see him in a sequel. Oh, I'm sure we will. That's totally something we need to see. Yeah. But yeah, so, I mean, that's more or less the show this week, everyone. You got your New York comic uh, con <coughs> news. You got us talking about Spider-Man. We definitely hope you enjoyed it, and we will be back again next week for a little bit of the same. Yeah, definitely. And uh, hey, if you're a patron, you'll get to listen to this episode first before anyone else over on Patreon.com. Uh, everyone else gets it uh, Wednesday morning at 8 a.m., and then if you want to listen to it and download it on SoundCloud and iTunes, you get that the following Thursday, if when I remember. <laughs> if you remember. If your audio doesn't stuff up and I have to give you another yeah. audio and sa- save it, save the show again. Save the show <laughs> as he does multiple times. I have no idea why it just does that shit out of the blue sometimes. <laughs> it's the damnedest fucking thing when it does it but yeah so that's the show everyone we hope you enjoyed it we hope you had fun we will be back again next time for more comic multiverse goodness i have been joel i'm matt bye bye everyone bye